Welcome to the Infernal Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. Today we're talking about infertility in Hollywood. Movies. TV. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be a two-part episode. So we're going to do TV here in the... This is part one. We're going to do TV, infertility in TV. And in our next episode, we'll talk about infertility in movies and some documentaries. We, we got so much feedback that we decided yeah, it would be good to turn it into a two-parter. Things that people had to say, so we'll also read comments in the next episode. But this one's going to be mostly about TV. We were just discussing that we realized through doing uh, research that there are more um, more sources of infertility in Hollywood than you might think. Yeah, and there's a lot of infertile people in Hollywood, but... I was going to say, you would think there might be even more representation because so many of them are infertile and open about it. We're going to do an episode in the future about celebrities that have been really open about their infertility, which is awesome. I love when they do that. I love when they talk about it. Makes me like them more. It does me too (laughs) when they're in the mafia. So yeah, we got a lot of great feedback from you guys. We're going to share some of the some of the stuff you told us t- that you liked or didn't like. But before we do that, let's do some business, Sarah. All right. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Facebook group. And we just wanted to remind people that if you have asked to get into the Facebook group and you didn't answer questions, that's why you have not gotten in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of people pending just because they haven't answered the questions. So if you're one of those people, just go answer the questions. I guess we could Which start is, removing the pending ones that don't answer questions. Yeah, but I think, yeah, we could. And then they could re, re-request. re Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then they don't just think we, we're waiting, we're trying to decide for four months if they can get in. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you add a friend, your friend has to answer the questions. Right. Before you see we that a lot. let them in. Because we don't want, right. like, bots or people who don't want to be in there, in there. Right. That's, or I think I said this before, that it's our way of weeding out some certain people that are just going to sell you a bunch of crap or that's just not what it's for. So what it is for is infertility support. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of good things happening in there. A lot of, you know, people asking lots of good questions and getting lots of good answers and venting when you need to vent and getting support when you need support. It's good. It's a good place. Hopefully people are making friends. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. I think they are. Are you guys making friends? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And, of course, we have the other Facebook group called the Infertile Mafia Bosses and Babies for when you go on to get pregnant or if you already have kids and you want to talk about pregnancy or child-related things because that's not happening in the main Facebook group. Right. And that, that group is not as active. 
I will say that. No. <laughs> no, but it's there. It's there. And we've uh we have had a lot of IVF pregnancies and several of them are twins. Yeah. Which is great. A lot of twins. Yeah. So I've got new twin mom friends in there. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, you know all about those <laughs> twins. Yeah. I know a few things. Do you want to keep going with the business, Sarah? Do you want to move on? Yeah. What's the deal with the Arizona hospital? Oh, well, there was just a... I just felt like this was like, are you kidding me kind of thing. There was a news article this week about a baby boom at an Arizona hospital where they have 16 pregnant nurses all at the same time. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, if you're the infertile person... That sucks to go to work. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They And that sucks when they all have their babies. Oh, that's all they're going to talk about is like is how much No, they're going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> True. But can you imagine them all bitching about their pregnancy? Oh, oh I can imagine it. Yeah, I, I can too. I can imagine how much it would started. suck. <laughs> yeah. I, was I don't think being a pregnant nurse would be very fun. No, because they're on their feet all the time. Whew, and man. they're ICU nurses. Which Wait, what? They're all ICU They're all in nurses? the ICU. S- did they make a pregnancy pact? I guess. I don't know. There might literally be something in the water at that hospital. It says they're all due between October and January. So like almost around the same time. Their periods all synced up. Maybe they can just bring their babies to work and pass them around, like breastfeeding, just a communal situation. There you go. Oh, you know what the twist is? Hmm. It's all the same father. (laughs) (laughs) He has been busy. (laughs) No, it's the doctor. Yeah. That's the twist. That's the (laughs) This does sound like it could be a great Lifetime movie. That would be an awesome Lifetime movie. <laughs> I just thought it was so... My first thought was like, you've got to be kidding me. I, f- I identified with the poor infertile person that works with them. That just... She needs to invest in some really good earplugs. I can just like imagine her standing in the middle of the hall Ugh. just being sad. I know. <sighs> yeah. And then she's like... I'm going to have to work so much more mm-hmm. because of these bitches right. taking off to have their babies. Because they're going to be like, I need to get off my feet. I'm nauseous. I'm swollen. I can't lift anything over five pounds, which is anything in well, a that's, hospital. That's true, though. Well, I know, but it's going to be annoying for that person. That is annoying, but you, know there you don't want to blow be, out your... S- there has to be at least one. What? Infertile, infertile person, person that works with them. There's got to be at least one. One in eight. That's right. So maybe two, since <laughs> they're 16. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many NICU nurse or not NICU, ICU nurses there are, but there's got to be at least one. <sighs> I hope yeah. they're sensitive to her. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not see the article. Yeah. Uh, this it's in several different places. My the one that I that caught my attention was on. I saw a post on Instagram, but it was from Fox Ten. So if you want to read it, mm-hmm. check that out. Um. Okay. Can we talk about 
Hollywood and infertility? Yes, we can. Let's do it. Ugh, I just, uh, sorry, I just looked up the baby boom at the Arizona. Look at them all smiling. I know. With their stupid little onesies. I know. They're all holding their onesies over their bellies. It's nauseating. <laughs> I mean, birth is a miracle. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> nah, blah, blah. I'm getting this baby cut out of me. So, you know, birth. Birth. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway, so we're going to talk about TV first. Yeah, I feel like most people, I, f- I feel like people were more positive about TV shows than movies for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. which maybe it's because they have like a, a longer chance to develop a plot line with infertility than a movie does. I don't know. Yeah, movies are, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about movies when we get to that. Yeah. Um, but right. um, we're going off of what people said as far as if they liked it or not, because some of these we haven't seen. Right. We're not going to spend a lot of time on ones we haven't seen, but we'll just share some of the ones. We'll elaborate on some of the ones we have. And if you guys, if you're looking for TV or movies or something that depict infertility you can we put a post on instagram about it so you can go see what people said there and there's a post in the facebook group as well if you want to like see what people said about because we're there's a bunch we're not going to mention at all so <laughs> yeah yeah because we just don't know anything so, about them that's true the first one is orange is the new black which i have not seen this plot i stopped watching it after the second or third season because it kind of jumped the shark <laughs> in my opinion wait what does that mean it means that tv shows have reached their oh they peaked like, potential and then it's it's off of happy days fonzie like in one of the later episodes he's skiing and he jumps a shark oh i don't know why <laughs> but i mean when Fonzie is jumping the shark, you know that the TV show is not good. I gotcha. You know, I don't disagree with you. I felt like the first few seasons were very good, and then I agree, it kind of peaked. And then it was like this: the it's in its sixth season. Five was terrible. I hated it, but I just watching it out of obligation. You know how you do with a TV show, but. I have started watching six, and I will say it, in my opinion, has improved. It's starting to redeem itself a little bit. But on the topic of infertility, (laughs) so someone told us, I haven't gotten to the episode yet, so when I watch it, I'll report back. But I guess someone artificially inseminated themselves in prison. How'd they get the sperm? Uh, It's a good question. This is why I'm interested, because it's a women's prison. Yeah, when you get to the episode, you'll have to let me know. I will report back. Yeah. What the heck's going on? I think uh, the the premise of... This is kind of on topic. Orange is the New Black. Obviously, it's about like a women's prison, but it's a comedy slash drama. I like the idea of them trying to like, it's, you know, be sort of feminist about gender things <laughs> and just like treatment of women and stuff like that but I don't like the it's a little cliche 
and like the stereotypes get on my nerves too. I've never been in prison, so I don't know <laughs> how accurate it is. How accurate the stereotypes are. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, um, moving on to something completely different <laughs> from women's prison, which is Fuller House. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen, I've seen the first and I think the second season. Okay. And I've seen the part where Stephanie was told she was infertile, but I have not seen the season where Kimmy is her surrogate. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but uh, from context clues or, or like what people told us about it, it seems like they did a decent depiction of what that, like Stephanie, someone said Stephanie like kind of acting crazy on hormone medications and giving shots and stuff like that. So it does, you know, it doesn't totally gloss over IVF or surrogacy. Is she with Kimmy's brother? I don't know. Who's the father? Like, I don't is know. Kimmy carrying her? Uh, like, I don't know. I guess we need to watch it. But they <laughs> yeah. said it's good. So, <laughs> right, yeah. So plus, it's a it's a comedy. So it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna make you sad. That's good, and it's Which not gonna good. dive deep into IVF and surrogacy. No, no. Most TV shows aren't going to do that. Most. There are a couple that do. Yeah, um, so uh, Sex in the City. I feel like that's one oh, of yeah. the first, not not one of the first, I don't know, but it showed Charlotte being infertile. They never said why she's infertile or what the deal was because it is on her side because she was infertile with Trey. Uh, and then she, it does yeah. it does actually eventually uncover why. Well, what is so, it? Um, so the problem was when she married Trey McDougal, which every time I see his name, it drives me crazy because he only has one L and I have two L's. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the McDougal clan. No, but we do have a, a clan, a McDougal clan. I have the I have the whatever it's called, the crest and the from plaid. Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Bill has like a necktie out of the McDougal plaid. Ooh. Yeah. So fancy. He wears it on special occasions. Um, That's cute. <laughs> no, I've never seen him wear it. Uh -oh. um, but he does have it. <laughs> so she gets married to Trey, but he can't get it up. Uh, I think his getting it up problem was a mental thing. <laughs> yeah, because eventually he could. But yeah, that was like, where their troubles began. And then they saw a doctor and she found out that she, it was her issue. Her, like, she had one of these. It was a kind of a vague, hostile environment type diagnosis. And right. so... Like, her body rejects an embryo, basically. It didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> so then when she told Trey that they'd have to do, like, fertility treatments, he was like, peace out. And then or they got adoption. Divorced. And they were like, no adoption. <laughs> and then he didn't, he didn't want to, he was like, I don't want kids. And then they got divorced. And then Trey was a jerk anyway. Trey was a jerk. And, and his she, mom was horrible. Yes. Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny McDougal. <laughs> My mother-in-law is way better than Bunny. Well, that's good. 
<laughs> but she eventually marries her divorce lawyer, Harry, and they do go through IVF. They still can't get pregnant, and then they do adopt. Do they go through IVF? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, they go through fertility treatments. It shows her, yeah, like... Yeah, they never say. Right. But they do it's like show... like one episode. Yeah, they show her giving shots. Yeah, and then while she's going through infertility treatments, Miranda, Miranda. <laughs> accidentally gets pregnant by a right. guy who has one testicle. One ball, and she has a lazy ovary. And Miranda is not the baby person. Like, no. She's the friend that is... And there's a really, uh, I think, accurate scene between the two of them where... So so she announces that she's pregnant and it's like, I don't want this pregnancy, Miranda does, at their little breakfast that they do every Saturday. And mm-hmm. Charlotte's so upset that she has to leave because she that's all she wants is a baby. And then here's her friend Miranda complaining, which we've all been there. And then she well, runs she into her. thinking about getting an abortion. Right. She's talking about it at the breakfast. And Charlotte's like, I can't deal with this. So later they run into each other on the street. And Miranda says to Charlotte, like, you've got to support me. I know you're eventually going to get pregnant. It's going to happen for you. But this is just how I feel. Blah, blah, blah. And Charlotte's like, I, that's when she reveals that, no, she is infertile. And I just can't deal with you right now. And they, she starts crying. And then Miranda follows her as she walks home. It's very cute. <laughs> like she says, I just can't talk to you right now. I just need to be alone. And then she walks off, and then Miranda follows her all the way home. It's and sweet. Then, <laughs> and then what happens with the baby shower? I don't know. Yeah, okay, so during the baby shower, later on, <laughs> um, the dog gets pregnant, too. Like, I oh, think yeah. in the episode. <laughs> yes. And she's like, Elizabeth Taylor, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dog. <laughs> yes. And it's like the cutest dog. And then yes. she her <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor got pregnant at the dog park. Right. She's by, a little randy. <laughs> by a mutt. Right. Which Charlotte just can't Which, deal with. <laughs> Charlotte's like, Mommy can't even look at you right now, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. And then Charlotte wasn't gonna go to Miranda's baby shower and then she like ended up going and I think she felt better after going Mm -hmm. but yeah so I think Sex and the City showed infertility really well it did and it and it's kind of weaved throughout it's not like it's in one episode you know it's Mm, yeah and I think it's like uh I agree with you that I mean Sex and the City did this with a lot of topics it was sort of in some ways like ahead of the curve with you know the way the American culture was behaving and so I think talking about infertility on a show in the 1990s so openly was probably pretty progressive I don't know that a lot of other TV shows were doing that but they showed it accurately so that's like the big thing they did until I think someone said until the movie until the movie, and then should they show Charlotte getting pregnant spontaneously <laughs> after she they did adopted. they did eventually adopt a child, but then she gets pregnant. So that whole classic story. 
You know, it yeah. does happen. It does. But no one wants to hear about it. No. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a that's a good one. Uh, I have not seen This Is Us, but lots of people talked about it. I've seen the miscarriage scene on Facebook. Like, I used to watch This Is Us, but I can't. Makes I can't. Makes me too emotional. I, I don't think, I don't want to watch anything that's too sad. It's like parenthood for me. Yeah. Like, I can't. And then Peter's like, Peter bans me from watching stuff like that because he comes home and I like, I'm crazy. You're weepy. I'm like, <laughs> why don't you love me? He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. Um, Kate, I think, has a miscarriage. And um, she, yeah, it's a it's a really emotional scene, of course. And people said it was really accurate, which does not surprise me with This Is Us. Um the whole show is based on starts off with a stillbirth of triplet. Well, okay. So they have triplets and one doesn't make it. Yes, I know the premise or I I yeah. And then I've seen parts of someone it. Someone brings a baby to the hospital the same day trying to like adopt it out, I think. And that's I don't remember anyone's name except for Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and so they're like, oh, we'll adopt him. And um, he's a black child. And then the triplets were white. So that's also a part of the storyline, like him being different, but the parents treating them all the same. But yeah, right. so. But it sounds like right out of the gate, first episode, you get your you deal with stillbirth, adoption, fostering. And then later, miscarriage. And you're crying. And those the are whole all time. Yeah, right. Right. I think that's. I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about that show. So it is one I do want to eventually watch. I just have to gear up for it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe binge watch it so you're not like constantly emotional. Yeah, that's what that's what I do with sad stuff or like really heavy stuff. I just wait till I can watch the whole thing quickly. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> I wouldn't even say it's all sad. It's just like all emotional. Right. Yeah, no, every every time it that show airs, you see it all over social media. People are like, I was bawling in the episode of This Is Us. It's like every episode, <laughs> every episode. Yeah. Like, sounds great. Let me grab the popcorn. If you're not crying, you have no feelings. You're dead inside. Yeah, you're dead inside. Which, <laughs> I mean, could be good for you, you know? <laughs> right. The, another one that's, I guess, kind of dark is one that my sister told me about. When I told her we were going to do a show on infertility in Hollywood. And she was like, have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? No. No, nope. I don't have Hulu, but I want to see it. I think it's only on Hulu, uh, right? Oh, it's only on Hulu. Pretty sure. Let okay. me look. Well, <laughs> um, it's. She said that the like kind of the whole premise of the show is an interesting take on fertile and infertile women, 
and so like the handmaids which that's the, the what the stories are about the show is about are these people called handmaids and these are fertile women and their only job in society is to bear children for infertile women but they're kind of like shunned from society like they're only good for procreating for anyway i guess it's kind of dark so it's it's a, a totalitarian society yeah in what used to be part of the united states yeah, I mean it's a it's a fiction. It's not it's not based on like a historical time. No. Although I saw that it is loosely trying to like I don't know, mimic some extremisms of like fundamental Christian Christianity like the, uh, et cetera. Arrow? What is that? Full quiver? The uh, <laughs> quiverful? Like the Duggars. What's that? Oh, Quakers? No, it's called no. Quiverful, I think. Oh. I don't know. They're trying to, know. you know, produce a lot of children to have them go out there and, you know, spread the religion. I don't love that they rip on Christianity. They're not all like Who? that. All denominations of Christianity. The Handmaid's but... Tale? Yeah. Or the Duggars? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know much about the Duggars, so I don't want to comment, <laughs> except that they have a lot of kids. Okay, so The Handmaid's Tale, they're trying to repopu repopulate a devastated world. Yeah, with their fundamental Christian way of life. Well, just repopulating. Well, and fundamental. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, I I really think it's like, a, it's a film about the future but it's actually calling back um like really archaic old testament inspired type of religious fanaticism it's just like a really feel-good show it sounds like <laughs> it <laughs> but that is one that piqued my interest so there's only one more kind of pseudo dark one on the list which i think you've seen orphan black yes do you have you seen it i haven't Okay, so I want to say that this is a fertility show, necessarily, but it's about um, IVF and cloning and eugenics. Did I say that right? Mm, I think so. So there's this guy in the first season who grows a tail. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, so does he Sarah, wave it around, wag it when he's happy? Yeah, he can wag it, but someone cuts <laughs> it off at some point. And he ends up dying. <laughs> but uh, Sarah is the main character, and she's from England, but she lives in America, and she's kind of, like, crass and, you know, like all Sarahs. But and all um, British she, people. <laughs> yeah, I kidding. don't know. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. Um, so, British people are actually not crass. Well, uh, some of them. Yeah. Depends on the person. They drink a lot of tea. Do they? I don't know. Yeah, they don't do. They? I don't know. As I mean, I feel whole, like anyone who probably. drinks tea is like proper. <laughs> My father-in-law drinks a lot of tea. Hmm. Does he hold out his little pinky while he's drinking it? No, he doesn't. No. I but guess he's when not I go proper. there, I'm like, where's the coffee? <laughs> right. I need coffee. And then I, I hate when you go to someone's house and they only have tea. No. 
So I go to Starbucks. But anyway, (laughs) Orphan Black. So no one knows that they're a clone, but there's a whole bunch of clones. And Sarah is the original, I think. I hope I'm not giving this away for people. (laughs) But it's about cloning and IVF. And the intro to the show is really cool because you see things splitting. But Sarah had a identical twin and they're the originals and it's just about like cloning and trying to use I guess it would be kind of like using the CRISPR technology to make clones and give people um, advantages genetically oh yeah but that's where the eugenics comes in yeah, I mean, there's a lot with the show, but um, a lot of the clones are dying because there's some sort of mess up in the DNA. In the coding. Yeah, but and the, the clones get together and, like, try to do stuff. <laughs> what, like, have lunch or, like, or like riot? <laughs> uh, they're trying to save the clones, I guess. Sure. <laughs> and this one's on Netflix, right? I don't know. I think I watched it on Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, no, that it's one on sounds like it could... Uh, BBC, actually. USA oh, or Canada. So it is British. <laughs> it is, kind of. Okay. It's on BBC so America. It sounds like... It sounds like it uh, throws up some interesting ethical questions for you yes. if you're the kind of person that likes to, you know, roll ethics around in your head all the time. And it's a very, like, uh, action-packed show. It sounds like one. I need to watch that one. Yeah, I think you'd like it. It was It's yeah. good. And, like, Peter liked watching it, too, with me, so... That's always good when you can find something you mutually it's, like. It's not like This Is Us. It's probably not going to make you cry epi- every episode. Well, that's good. But <laughs> any Anytime I watch, try to turn on like The Bachelor, Bill goes across the street to the bar and <laughs> watches sports <laughs> highlights. He's like, I am so out of here. Like, Screw <laughs> this. You're lucky you have a bar so close. I know. I mean, it works out. Because yeah. I don't want to watch sports highlights. So. Me either. But when you can find something you both agree on, that's nice. Yeah. We're looking for something right now. Yeah. Nothing good is on TV. Mm. Well, maybe if we could watch How to Buy a Baby in the United States, that would be one you could watch together. Yeah, Apparently, sure it's a comedy. Peter would love to watch that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it does look really funny though, but it but is it's only it, available in Canada, and it's it, but it is a comedy, right? Yeah. Okay, so we had we had a lot of people mention this one, and yeah, but I guess you can't watch it in the U.S. So, how to buy a baby? Get on that. Help us out. We want to watch it. I think it was Steph who. I don't know. Somebody said it was like one of the most accurate portrayal portrayals of infertility in a TV show. And if it mixes in humor, all the better, we think. 
Yeah. The person who made it, or the writer, she seems really funny. Yeah. Well, maybe if enough of us, I I think we follow her on Instagram. I think it's just called How to Buy a Baby. Maybe if enough of us, you know, demand it, maybe we could get it in the I'm U.S. I'm sure it's a licensing I'm thing. Sure. You know, it'd be great if they put it on Netflix. That would be awesome. Let's all let's all show uh, her how much we want to see it. What's her name? Um, I don't know. Let's. I'm gonna look it up real quick. The tw- the writer of How to Buy a Baby in the Instagram account. Yeah, on Instagram, but. it's just it's at How to Buy a Baby. Everybody can remember that. <laughs> okay. There's a YouTube link, but I don't know what it goes to. Um, there were like, there's like four videos on there. Oh, like little previews or, oh, yeah, see, look, the uploader has not made this video available in your country. Not cool. They don't want us to see it in the U.S. What are you hiding, Canada? (laughs) I guess we'll move on since we can't watch (laughs) it. We can't comment on it. Um, okay. No. The last TV example we have is probably my favorite friends I mean yeah it's not a little unrealistic but I mean friends is one of my all-time favorite sitcoms so how can you expect it to be realistic like yeah I I totally agree with tv sitcoms like I'm not gonna get annoyed that they don't show every you know every part of IVF on a TV show that's a comedy. <laughs> well, I mean, their apartments, like, those aren't realistic. Yeah, nothing, no, there's lots of things about sitcoms that are not realistic, obviously. So, but the fact that they, kind of like I was saying about uh, Sex and the City, they were, it was pretty early on that they were talking about it on the TV show. And just the exposure alone, I appreciate so yeah the f- yeah the first one yeah. was phoebe and yes which the whole storyline is is just funny because she ends up being like weird yeah <laughs> she ends up being a surrogate for her brother and his wife because her little brother marries this super old lady <laughs> who can't carry kids but it's kitty from yes, that 70s right, show. right, right. And... I mean, I don't know how old they were saying she was. Like, I guess old, young enough to have eggs, but too old to carry right. them, which is bad. I know, I know. Again, not realistic. But it makes a better story if you do it this way. Because it's implied that they did IVF because they end up with embryos. And then they ask her to be a surrogate and she agrees and then they put like six embryos in her or something a bunch and she has this little scene with the embryos where she talks to them and gives them a pep talk and tells them to like really grab on and it's cute so but then she gets pregnant the same day as the transfer or she gets a positive the same day yes which we can all roll our eyes a little bit about because we all know that doesn't happen but (laughs) I wish that would happen I know she didn't have to go through the two-week wait. <laughs> Phoebe. Yeah. What the heck? Well, I think that they did the storyline because she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because she was but, actually pregnant in real life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
But again, I appreciate the... I thought they did a great job of, like, showing the sacrifice that it is to be a surrogate, too. And just, like, the love that she had for her brother. And It's a sweet storyline. It's cute. Yeah, and then they're... I mean, and then she gave him the babies, and that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, she, she ended up pregnant with triplets. And... It's so funny that... No complications from no, that. No, not at all. Just pops them right out. Boom, boom, boom. And and they so <laughs> they decide, her brother and his wife, name two of them. And then they tell Phoebe, we want you to name the third child. And she just can't decide what to name it. And people are trying to convince her of this and that. And so she finally decides that she'll name the child Chandler. Because Chandler talks about how much he hates his name and it's this awful name. <laughs> and then they think it's a boy. And then when the baby is born, it's a little girl. So her brother comes out of the operating room going, Chandler's a girl! Chandler's a girl! <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. It's a cute storyline. And it's so funny to see her say um, that she's pregnant with her brother's triplets. <laughs> That is funny, too. It's funny. Um, but the other storyline, late, much later in the season, is Monica and Chandler. And which, if you follow the season, you know, like, Monica, that's all she has ever wanted, was to get married and have kids. And so she finally... Monica? Monica, yeah. Yes. So she finally gets married. Now on to having kids, and then they try for a while, and they can't get pregnant so they go see a doctor and we're actually going to play a little clip for you guys from the show so I'll set it up really quick it's only about four minutes long but the f- the first part is of them at the doctor and Chandler's at the, he's, the jerk off room story which is funny so you know Kayla loves yeah, it I love it <laughs> she loves the jerk off room and of course in the worst possible place to run into an ex, he runs into his ex, Janice, one of the best characters on the show. Oh my God, Chandler! <laughs> Chandler Bing. I, I didn't do that for you. There you go. That's much better than what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. You're really good at that. <laughs> Why, thank you. Wow. So the first part is them at the doctor. And then the second part of the clip is when the doctor calls and gives them the news of their fertility. So we'll play that now. I have a weird feeling about this place. How do I know they're not going to secretly videotape me and put it all over the Internet? (laughs) Because, honey, I I mean this in the sweetest way possible. Nobody's going to want to watch that. <laughs> Mr. Bing, here you are. You'll go into that room and deposit your specimen into the container. Deposit my specimen? You know, I usually have to call a 900 number for that kind of talk. <laughs> Thanks, got it. All right, honey, my tests are down the hall. You sure you're going to be okay? Yeah, I guess. Well, look, I know this is embarrassing, but nobody cares. No one here even knows you. Oh. My. God! Oh, come on! Ah! 
Holly fertile. Let's go home. Why are you here? Well, Sid and I are trying again, and we had trouble last time because apparently no, we. No, no, no. I mean, why? Why is she here? Oh, someone's a little cranky today because they have to do it in a cup. <laughs> oh, they gave you the kitty size. What? but I've got an invasive vaginal exam to get to. I'd love to stay, but I've uh, got a hot date. Please go. Just let me know if you need a hand. <laughs> I think it just fell off. It is not okay that I'm aroused by this now. Hello? Oh, hi, Dr. Connolly. Uh, no, well, she's not here, but, uh, you know, I can tell her. Should I be sitting down for this? Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, so what does that mean? Okay, uh, okay, thank you. Thanks. Hey, sweetie. Dr. Connolly just called. Oh, with, with good news? Of course it's not good news, you just said Dr. Connolly just called. If it was good news, you would have said Dr. Connolly just called. But, um, so, what, what is it? Is it, um, is there a problem? Is there a problem with me or with you? Actually, it's both of us. What? Apparently, my sperm have low motility, and you have an inhospitable environment. <laughs> oh. What does that mean? It means that my guys won't get off their barca loungers and you have a uterus that is prepared to kill the ones that do. <laughs> it means... Right, Chandler. It means that we can keep trying. But there's a good chance this may never happen for us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Well, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. I know. Yeah, so that was that was friends. <laughs> Just uh. so sad. I know. I I know, I kind of got a little emotional, and I've seen it a bunch of times. Well, they they used the right words. They did. He actually said motility. Right. Which can be fixed with ICSI. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and in his spot, <laughs> sorry, the uh, uterus thing depends on what they mean by that. It's a little vaguer, but still. 
I think um I think it does a accurate like portrayal of that phone call and then that initial shock once you realize that this is the reality. Yeah. You no. Know? Cuz it is really sad. But um and it's it's hard to do sad stuff in a comedy. I think they did a good job with that. Like how he joked about his sperm won't get off the Barca lounger. <laughs> yeah. So I I think it was done really well. And then of course they eventually adopt children. Twins. And, twins. Yeah. So they didn't do one of those like they just relaxed and got pregnant kind of plot lines, which people don't yeah. like. <laughs> but she the uh birth mother was Anna Ferris or Anna Ferris. Right. Funny funny enough. Yes. <laughs> yep. So thanks, friends. <laughs> I just love that TV show. Out. No, don't be bummed. <laughs> no, but it yeah, it was funny. They they put some funny parts in there. They do. Yeah. They do a, a good job of showing both sides. Well, and the funny thing was Courtney Cox was going through infertility yeah. when they did this episode. Right. And she, mm-hmm. then she got pregnant. Did she do IVF? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm not I sure. think she, she did do fertility treatments. She might have did IVF. But she was pregnant when they were adopting the twins. Yeah. You can kind of tell, too, if you know. Yeah. yeah. But... It probably is a... She might not even be acting right there. (laughs) This is real raw emotion. Out of the box. Out of the box. Out out of the the box. box. Are we going to do it in the round? (laughs) Oh, we should. (laughs) One of these days, we need to make a recording of it. (laughs) Or some kind of jingle. Or or do people maybe like to listen to us fall on our face when we try to sing it. Yeah. I don't know. Or we could play the real one. We could play the real one. I like it. I think we could come up with something better than the real one. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) so this out of the box, uh, what's your favorite beauty product? I don't know that I have a favorite beauty product. This question was more for you because I know, I feel like you have more, I feel like you're more in the know on beauty products than I am, but... I will say some of my favorite beauty, like, must-haves. That's not, yeah. Like, for example, I love, or not even a must-have, but just something I really like is getting lash extensions. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even know that you got them because you're in the closet and the lighting is so (laughs) bad in there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And then when you were in your living room, I was like, whoa, I can see your face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and look at those lashes. Aren't they luscious? Like, wow, you have lash extensions. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I don't get them all the time. But when I do, it's such a treat. I love having them because I I feel like when I have lashes, I look awake and like I don't need to do a lot of other makeup. Well, it's cheaper when you keep up, right? Instead of getting a new set each time. Yes. If you get a fill. So you, you yeah. might as well just keep getting fills. Yeah, it just depends. Sometimes I just want to give my lashes a break. Like, I feel like they're going to, this might be irrational. I just, I feel like they're going to stop growing if I keep 
<laughs> mm, I don't know. Uh, like hair extensions? I don't, I don't know. know. When you get them, do they dye your natural lashes too? No. They no. did that for me, and I, I think that's... I've had them once, and I think that's what made the biggest impact yeah. was the dye. But it burned, and the girl's like... oh. Girl's like, uh, it doesn't usually burn this much. You must be really sensitive. I'm like, maybe. Or are you blinding me right now? Like, uh, they better look good. <laughs> I, Beauty is pain. I kind of want to get them dyed again, but I wouldn't. I don't think I'd get the lash extensions because I'm a picker. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, eat, they're eat, not good. Eat. <laughs> No, yeah, they're not good if you're a picker or if if you like have to rub your eyes in your whole eye. You know, some people, yes, they're not good for that either. Like I was pulling but, my eyelashes out, and it, I was like, my oh, eyelashes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't. Then you definitely don't. Yeah, then extensions are not for you. But I didn't think about dying. I think your lash color. I think they're probably lighter than mine. Oh yeah, they're like white blonde. Yeah, so I would imagine if they start growing out. Did it look weird to like have blonde hair growing out? I had them taken (laughs) off because I was pulling my eyelashes out. I don't think they're for you. They are not. And I couldn't wear glasses with them. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, they don't bother my glasses. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I guess they can't see what I'm doing, but you can imagine eyelashes getting stuck on glasses. Maybe you need to just try a different lash person. My lash lady doubles as as like a therapist because she just sits there and like we just bitch about the life and whatever. Um, my lash. She tells me crazy stories about the guys she dates. Yeah, the girl that did my eyelashes was like the popular girl, you know. Oh, that wouldn't want to be friends with me. So she. We didn't oh. bond. Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> she was nice. <laughs> Mine's like a hippie artist. Like she does lashes by day and like art by night, and she's really yeah. Know, mine was an more... esthetician and was put together and does other stuff. Is like part owner. Of the medical spa. A little too put together. Like, probably spends at least an hour getting ready every day. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. What's your favorite beauty product? Oh, like, makeup-wise? Or just anything? I like the Tarte Shape Tape. What's that? Uh, Concealer. (laughs) Oh. It's, I really like it, though. It's not too dry. Mm. And it does its job. Because <laughs> I know you have, like, dry skin, so getting a concealer that you like, I imagine, would be tricky. Yes. I also really like they- It Cosmetics, Your Skin But Better um, mm-hmm. foundation, I think, is okay. what it is. Uh, it's, yeah, it's good. Do you have a favorite, like, one favorite beauty vlogger like a youtube beauty vlogger uh, i mean i don't know i feel like i occasionally if i want something specific like how to make a smoky eye i'll like google something but i don't 
follow anyone regularly or I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't know if this counts, but I I really like Susie from Nail Career Education. Have you ever watched her videos? No. They're so soothing. Like, and she's she's Canadian, so she's really (laughs) sweet and like funny. Nice. And uh, she's really good at doing nails. (laughs) Very cool. She's a teacher. Nice. You should watch her. You should check right. it out. Go check it out right now. Okay, right now. Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, guys, let us know what your favorite beauty products are, or tell us what who your favorite beauty vlogger is. I this I I need some help. I feel like I need a boost lately. Like I need I need a makeover, not a makeover, but a a make something. YouTube's just not the same. Oh no, it's definitely not the same. But I just. I'm looking for new recommendations of things people like. I just so, I go on Instagram and go to the Explore. Oh, okay. and that's where that's I watch to look. beauty videos and nail tutorials. Yeah. Have you seen it went viral? John Mayer putting on eyeshadow. No. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love that man. Say <laughs> so you just love John Mayer in general. I do. <laughs> I do. But anyway, uh, that's another out of the box for another day. In the meantime, send us your stuff. You can email us to infertilemafia at gmail.com or you can contact us, like we said earlier, on Instagram at infertilemafia podcast. And don't forget to join our closed Facebook groups called the Infertil Mafia and the Infertil Mafia Bosses and Babies. And once again, we would love it if you guys subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and review to keep hearing more talk about eggs and balls and stuff. But you should really email us because we like getting emails. Like if you want to give us out of the box things to talk about, that'd be nice. (laughs) Like ask us questions. (laughs) <laughs> that's the most I think that's the most fun when people are like what's your favorite drink yeah well people tell us that they like the out of the box segment but we don't really know what you like about it like do you just like when we ramble about whatever or would you like us to talk about something specific yes, send us, us an email and tell us what you're into and then we can talk about it there you go. Because you please do the work for us. You know what I've been into lately? <laughs> what? Embroidery. Nice. And I oh, I want to tell you what I, I'm making Peter for his birthday, but I don't know if he's going to listen to this. Uh-oh. Then don't tell me. Okay. You can tell me off the air. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. <laughs> it's a secret. Guys, I know you're on the edge of your seat. You'll have to wait till after Peter's birthday to find out what Sarah's making him. I'm guessing she's embroidering something. It may be embroidered, but it is not the present. Girly. Oh. <laughs> That's just an extra. <laughs> but hey, guys. Thanks for joining the Infertile Mafia. And oh, don't forget, next next episode we're talking about movies yeah. and documentaries sorry did did we mention that yeah and i watched game night to prepare for this so we'll talk about that and i watched up <gasps> you did just the beginning oh, did it make you cry <laughs> it is sad yeah oh. but we'll talk about that in part two of oh. our episode our 
podcast on infertility in Hollywood. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the infertile. Thanks for joining the Infertile Mafia. Bye. Bye.